The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Now here's David Tuttle and Astro's master of banter, Blummer. Hey, this is the yes. Bleacher Blums podcast. You know that because you're subscribed. But uh, if if uh, you've been wondering where we've been, we have been on, we're going to call it our summer hiatus because I've been slacking. I've been busy. I've been moving kids all across, not well, all across the South. I can't say across the country. My good boy, David Tuttle. What do we got? Marco pop back on. That's always a panic move. <laughs> oh, boy. What do you got, Mark? Sorry, no, I, I took a chug of my, my energy drink, and I didn't want to be all. Uh, oh, go, go, sorry. Go, go, go. Um, well, it, all we need is you chugging it, and then uh, Tuttle to eat in a protein bar, and we'd be right back where we've been in the past. Man. That'd be outstanding. But my good buddy Dave Tuttle, you got you're preparing for a kid to go to college. But during this summer hiatus, uh, we have been kind of figuring out what we're doing, and my season is winding down with the Astros. And I might have a little more time on my hands because I do miss my producer, Mark. I do miss my counterpart, David Tuttle. But uh, what's going on, boys? It, it has been a long time. Is there any updates or anything I've been missing? Well, there have been texts in between here and there, but uh, how's everybody doing and what you've been up to? Ramos, you want to tell us your AI story or you can... Ooh. What AI story? Your fantasy football AI, AI story. Yeah. Fantasy oh. football. That's yeah. impressive. The AI is BS, man. Tell me about it. So I did an auto draft. This is like our 12th year of fantasy football. Mm -hmm. And I did an auto draft. Okay, why did you do the auto draft number one? Ooh, that's what I want to ask. One, I was just busy that day. We did it Labor Day. And I was just making t shirts, y'all. T shirts, (laughs) y'all. Okay, so the auto draft, sorry. Auto draft. So I let Yahoo, you know, just do the auto draft. And then you get those grades at the end. And it gave me a D minus. I'm like, (laughs) bro. You're the one who drafted this. Why am they I getting the D-minus? sent it to you saying, we gave you a D-minus team. Can, I'm done with Can you give drafts. me an email address, Yahoo, to forward this this grade to you? Yeah. I try to I, ignore that stuff. It's it's almost the same as rankings or whatever. So, Blummer, that's obviously the last time we were connected yeah. was our fantasy football draft. And I did not do auto draft. I did receive a D-minus from Yahoo. But currently at the top of the standing. So I know it's a long season, but man, <laughs> that D minus must be working out okay. I wonder where A plus and A minus are in that. Yeah, what does it say about the league if you get a D minus and you're 2 and 0? I mean, is everybody else like, it's almost like, is that a badge of honor? 
<laughs> yeah. I don't, like, did you beat AI or are you just yeah. getting lucky or did they, I mean, like, yeah, I got, they knows? sent me my I, blood I type. They didn't send me their ranking. You know, it's, <laughs> <they sent me>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm O think, negative. Like, yeah, I was an A minus and, uh, I was an A minus and I'm one and one, but I left 30 points on the, on the, uh, bench because mm. as Tuttle okay. noted, I don't know if you, if we're, we, we can include everything we've been recording, but I am like the waiver wire king and i have found a wormhole inside of uh i don't know if you guys are on tiktok but i have <laughs> i have found the wormhole on tiktok this is what i this is what i'm watching on tiktok if everybody wants to know i am watching every fantasy football blogger on the planet oh. and i've finally come to a consensus if i start to hear and see like certain names popping up consistently i'm like I'm going to go get them. That's my guy. And I'm like, on the, I've got a watch list. I'm keeping track of guys. I've got bye weeks written down. I know when I'm switching and flipping and flopping. You know what the other algorithm, that thing, what other videos that algorithm is pumping to me? Baby farts. Oh. <laughs> In between trying to figure out if I should pick up Matt Breida, I've got like these videos of these little babies going, <laughs> and I'm dying laughing, dude. I am an idiot. So- is that algorithm tied to, I wonder if it's actually something that you're giggling at and laughing at, or are people that watch fantasy football TikTokers watching baby <laughs> farts and so they just assume that you're going to like it? Like, is that something, or is that a, a wormhole or a rabbit hole you went down, or is it now something that they've forced upon you? That would be a, the, the question. I have no idea if it's what, well, it probably doesn't help that when the video popped up, I didn't like swipe past it. Like, I engaged. And it's a good like two and a half minutes of just like, you know, just gas from from baby farts. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. I don't know what my problem is. And then all of a sudden I'm back in, man, pick up Kyron Williams. I'm like, oh man, a man, men. So it's like, yeah, I've got a lot going on inside my skull. I my rabbit hole on Instagram has been comedians, stand up. Nice. I should send you a couple little blurbs. And all you do is watch one little blurb and like all your <laughs> feed is now like what you're following and then stand up comedy and what you're following stand up mm -hmm. comedian, what you're following 30 seconds stand up comedy. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I mean, these algorithms are nuts. At least it's not like, you know, topless chicks or something like that. You get yourself in trouble. Not yet, but not yet. But yeah, that's uh, the one you anyway, swipe real quick when mama's sitting next to you. That's right. Yeah. But the, uh, but the stand up comic thing is good. I got to send you guys a couple, uh, I got to send you guys a couple new, new guys. Have you seen um, the guy's name is Gabe Rutledge? Have you seen him? No, I gotta send it to you. Oh, he is uh, his big his big. I don't know, not as big. The one he caught me on Instagram was um, he's the assistant manager in his house. He's like, I'm the assistant <laughs> manager. It is so funny. I'm gonna send That's it to good. both of you guys, but he's it's so good. He's like, I don't really know what I'm doing with my children or my wife. That's why I am the assistant manager of my family. My wife is the manager. Uh, we work as a team. That's what the assistant manager does. Even if I don't have the same understanding or enthusiasm for our policies, I work as a team. Sometimes they have to be like, look, kids, it doesn't really bother me either if you don't replace the toilet paper roll. But this is coming from corporate. My, my hands are tied, honestly. I, I agree with you. We should pile a bunch of them on the back of the toilet. I suggested that at the meeting. That was shot down. And I don't always agree with the policies that come down from corporate either. You know, he's talking to the kids. It's so, it's so, so funny. so great. 
Oh, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. I got to I got to send it to you. So anyway, so yeah. that's my wormhole rabbit hole. Is yeah. And you watch one comedian and all of a sudden you're like, dude, you're just getting 20 minutes. Out. Yeah. Um, other stuff that's going on is um, I've got no kids at the house and uh, it's, it's interesting to say the least. Um, it's much more quiet. I have a lot more bandwidth uh, in every sense of the word. And, uh, my wife is now taking naps and coming to baseball games. So it is a whole new world here in the Blum house. Oh man, I'm jealous. We're going to get there mm-hmm. in three or four years. Um, I was telling you guys off air before my son who, I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before our hiatus, our summer break, all our kids are leaving for school. You had your kids leave for school. My son is still here sleeping. This is crazy right to me. There. I'm still kind of like floored I, by it. I was on the quarter system, but maybe because we played sports. I felt like I played whatever. We played baseball all summer with your Colt League, your summer league, your travel ball. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, mm-hmm. hey, we're playing. And then school started, so I was fine. But I'm, I'm right now, I'm like, God, he doesn't move in till Monday, and then he doesn't start school really till next Wednesday or Thursday. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm looking at my watch like, what the? Like, he's going to be home for Thanksgiving in a month. <laughs> well, like, like, like your, your twins are going to school, you're going to work, your wife is going to work, and yeah. he's, I mean, he's got a part-time yeah. job, I'm sure, but it's like, yeah, what, yeah. what does he do all day? Exactly. Well, he did get back from Europe. He had a three, uh, oh, almost nice. a three-week trip in Europe with mother-in-law. And uh, anyway, he's he's doing well, but it's just we've done all the prep work. We're ready to have him go, and he's still here. So I, mean, I know that sounds a little <laughs> dismissive, but you know, it's it's time to go. Time to fly yeah. the coop, little birdie. <laughs> so it is. It's weird, man. So yeah, the empty house, man. My wife and I keep putting together pipe dreams, and I know you're missing your children, but. Um, but there is some comfort. You said bandwidth across, not not, not just Wi-Fi bandwidth. Wi-Fi uh, bandwidth is obviously yeah. premium, but just being able to spend time with your wife, let her take a nap, have a glass of wine at night, like all that. No, you can say you can make a dinner reservation and not have to worry about it. You know what the biggest thing for me is, and I don't I don't know how it was for uh, for your oldest, but our daughters got to the point, you know, like senior year where the parties and the the friends and the this and that everything was happening at the on the weekends at night and you know we set the curfew at midnight we set the curfew at 12:30 you know it would kind of range depending on how the night was going and what was happening but bro it is so nice to be able to go to bed when we want to yes. i you know my when i come home my wife would go to bed i would wait up for the girls cuz that's just who i was and how i felt yep. about things i had the anxiety and if they needed me, I was going to go get them and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I was not going to be able to sleep until everybody was inside the house. So now I can go to bed anytime I want. I can come home from a game, have a beer, and pass out. I don't have to worry about yep. what's happening. That's it. Yeah. That's probably the best part for me is I know I can go to bed when I want to. That is outstanding. I'm taking notes, man. I mean, that's so true. Like I, people who listen to this, I think are probably around our age demographic, I would hope. But I mean, that that is a big bonus. Like the other night, my son was working till 10 or 1030. Mm-hmm. Told you he works at the uh, the famous coffee shop, right? Starbucks. But um, he was working until 10 bird. or 1030. So you probably like and I'm an early bird. Dude, so 
Addie went upstairs at like 9.15 and she's like, all right, I'm going to go, you know, get ready for bed or whatever. It was 9.15 and I'm like, even with Sports Center on, I'm like, oh my God, like 10 o'clock rolls around and <laughs> Another he's hour. texting me like, yeah, he's like, I'll be home. I'm going to go pick up whatever Chick-fil-A or I'm going to go pick up a Poke Bowl or something. And I'm like, oh, mm. so he rolls in at 10.30 and I could barely keep my eyes open. Like, all right, everyone's home, lock up the house. And like, he's just getting the party started, right? He's like, just winding yep. down. I'm like, on the couch, like, all right. So anyway, life's simple pleasures, Blummer. It is. And like you said, uh, baseball season's winding down and uh, we hope to kind of ramp things up a little bit. Uh, we've got some, I've got some people on the hook that I'm going to try and reach out to. And uh, we're going to do some more interviews because I really feel like that interview with Clayton Anderson, the astronaut that we had on went really well. And I just want to try and explore every avenue we have to try and get a little more insight into humanity. Um, but yeah. it'll be a lot of fun to be able to try and do things like that. But at the same time, um, I know you've been watching because you do, and and uh, you have vested interest in the Astros just because we're friends and you're you're kind like that. But at the same time, I read something the other day because the Astros are a half game up on the Rangers and Mariners, and the Astros are in first place in the American League West. But I read that this is the first time in Major League history that three teams have been within a half game of first place in a division with nine, ten games to go. And I think the Astros have nine. I think the Rangers and Mariners have 10 to go. They have to play each other seven times in the next 10 games, which is going to be very interesting. Uh, that could go to, that could go from an extreme of, you know, either team sweeping all seven of those games, or they could go four and three, three and four, and we're going to be right back in the same mix we're in right now. But it's yeah. been one of the crazier things I've seen. What's it like on the outside, just kind of looking at the American League West and seeing that nobody really wants to run away with this thing? You know, I, I think it just goes to the parody this year. Um, obviously, last yeah. year, the Astros' bullpen was unprecedented, and I think that's what's going to be their their challenge that this year. I saw last is night— an excellent point. Yeah, right. Are you going—well, I appreciate that. Are you going to Seattle? Is it at Seattle, right? So I think— Well, so we're going to be Seattle Kansas is, City, and then we're going to Seattle for three, and then we finish in Arizona for three. Right. So, so Seattle's schedule, I saw it last night. So they're three on the road— uh, against the Rangers, then they have three uh, at home in Seattle, and then four against the Rangers. So you just mentioned their Nailed game, it. but it's three, three, four. Their last ten games are uh, their last ten games are Texas Rangers, Astros, Texas Rangers. Uh, mm -hmm. If you still call them Texas Rangers, whatever the the the, I don't know if that's what you still call them, but <laughs> what are they? What are the Rangers? I, I never remember the no, Arlington the Texas something. Rangers. Okay, there you go. No, I call so anyway, South Oklahoma Rangers. There you go, South Oklahoma. So three, three, four, and I think that's great, and I do think it speaks to the parity, but I also think it speaks to no team has run away with it. I get asked this at the gym all the time by my friends, and it's not American League West, sorry, but they're like, who's going to win the World Series? I'm like, dude, Atlanta Braves are going to win the World Series. And the only reason I, I just lay it out there like that is they made those trades with the A's. They got Olsen, who's mm -hmm. now, what, 52, 53 home runs. Acuna Jr. hits balls like 15 feet off the ground that go 450 feet. You're like, he's a beast, anyway, man. He is. So they hit, but they're pitching and they're pitching right now. And the only, I mean, the Dodgers would be in the mix, but they, Walker Bueller's barely coming back. May's on the, mm -hmm. you know, IL. They just, you know, Kershaw's kind of on his last leg. Like they don't have the pitching depth. Gonsolin went in for surgery and last year he was one of the top oh, guys. I mean, you yeah. could just go, I hate to always bring it to pitching and defense, you know, ex pitcher here, but I think it will be interesting to see 
if the Astros Rangers make it or, you know, my team, my dark horse is the Orioles, man. I, I know, I don't think they have the experience yet, but I, I like the Orioles to, you know, it would be fun to see the Orioles win a playoff series and get into the mix. But they I can match. I, 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 yeah. I think the reason, yeah, I guess this was your original question is to see only time three teams with nine or 10 games left have been in within a half a game is the parodies there. And also nobody, Nobody has that frontline guy with the bullpen that's going to like, hey, we're going to mm-hmm. put five games between us and the next team. I mean, it's kind of hit or miss day to day. And I bet Dusty would say the same thing. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I think I think the parity is correct, and that's obviously what Major League Baseball wants. And, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays are going to be in it. There's some other – the wild card in the National League is really interesting because I think even Arizona is still in the mix. So there's going to be some fun with some of those other teams. But I can't agree with you more that the Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves are the two best teams in the National League. Uh, the Astros, if they get in, should be the cream of the crop on in the American League because I still don't trust uh, uh, the Minnesota Twins. Uh, but but to your point, there are, the teams that are going in – other than the Braves have serious weaknesses that you can kind of expose in the playoffs if, you, if you're playing well enough because the Astros starting rotation, you know, you've got JV. Uh, he could be a superstar at any minute. Framber Valdez can be the same way at any minute, even though they've shown some hiccups here in September. Uh, the starting rotation for me with uh, Baltimore is kind of, I mean, and once you get past, uh, who's a guy that threw, Bradish, who's been phenomenal yeah. all season, they're kind of sketchy. They moved Jack Flaherty uh, to the bullpen. They don't have a lot of postseason experience, and uh, they, they might get their big closer back in uh, Felix Batista, which would be huge because they need yeah. bullpen depth. And then you have the Astros. Like you said, their pitching staff is not functioning the same way it did. They're a legitimate two runs worse this season in September than they were last season. And they're giving up tanks too, man. A lot of home runs, uh, which is yeah. kind of interesting. And you can't defend that to your point about pitching and defense. Um, yeah. But it could be a slugfest if they get in there with the Baltimore Orioles. Um, it's hard to argue against your comment about the Atlanta Braves. I think they're the most well-rounded team. They may have a little bit of an issue in their bullpen, maybe late in the game. Uh, Iglesias is phenomenal, but getting to him is going to be the issue. Um, but man, they crush the ball. They play good defense, and yeah. they can pitch. Their starting rotation is pretty legit. Um, yeah. Well, a name a team world, that doesn't have name yeah. a team that doesn't have a bullpen issue right now, like that sixth, seventh, eighth inning. I don't exactly. think there is one. And then mm-hmm. the year that Braves won the World Series, they had the the kid from Capo Valley. They had like those two guys that came in. I know, I know one had Tommy John, but they basically had those three guys at that time, along with Will Smith. And that's what the Astros had last year. I mean, you know, they had all these guys that could just get you to. Yeah, those guys that are underrated and probably underpaid because you sit there and you say, starter, get paid, closer, yeah. get paid. And it's those guys in between to get from point A to point C, you need that point yep. B in the middle of it. And those guys are really yep. underrated, but they're so valuable, especially in the postseason. Right. Well, here's here's an earth-shattering statement, right? The team, <laughs> the team out of the teams that get in, the team that has the best chemistry, which seems to be the Braves. I know the Astros are pretty tight. And the team that's able to get the B, the B team, or the mm-hmm. B cr- crew going, that's who's going to win the World yeah. Series. And, and I agree with you on the Orioles. The only reason I say the Orioles are a dark horse is they're kind of two years ahead of time, right? Everybody thought Red Completely. Sox, Yankees, they always do, even Blue Jays. They just played really well. They seem to um, 
have a good young core of guys, right? Rutschman and uh, some of the other guys, the starter that you mentioned. So they have some guys coming in. They're not going to go, they're not winning the World Series. So, but the dark horses, they could, like you said, win a slugfest or if they could get some guys strung together. And and they're a good story. So that, that was kind of what I was alluding yeah. to. So they're a good story. I have a question for you, Blummer. Mm-hmm. So the big buzz out here is procedure or surgery, as you know. So there was a procedure done on somebody's <laughs> famous right arm. But but the, this is something that kind of hit me. And I just, I happen to know Otani's agent better than I want to. And I realized he was Ryan Braun's agent when I read a nice little dust-up article this week on ESPN about the uh, <clears throat> steroid era. But the- um, Son of a- The value- yeah. Oh, yeah. But the he value this in of 2011 Otani. when he was doing the steroids, man. I know. Yeah. It was just a pill. It was just a pill. I, it was a pain, you know, pain redu- reduction pill. Um, yeah. Um, but the question is out here, what I've heard a ton is what's Otani's value? Man, having this procedure, it's going to affect his, like, you know, now he has surgery. Now he's a yeah. one way player. I'm like, I don't think, this is my personal opinion, if I'm an owner, it affects his value one bit. If you can get the the medical, and I know Carlos Correa had issues with that last year, but mm-hmm. if you can get the medical to say, oh my God, guys come back throwing, you know, UCL tears and, you know, uh, you know, Tommy John surgery, they come back throwing just as hard, buy this yep. guy, maybe do an accelerator clause. So like the first year you pay him 20 million and then after that he makes 40 million every year that he's Listen a two-way up. player. He's the MVP every year. I just think people get so wrapped up and I'm going to put an article out there, you know, and I, I'm not going to put names on it. They're like, well, his value's diminished. Why would he have the surgery now? And oh man, he was going to hit the market and be the first, whatever, $500 million player. Dude, I would pay full price for Otani tomorrow and get him, especially if I'm a giant, which you know, I'm a giant fan. What would that mm-hmm. do for the business in San Francisco? And I've said this stat on this podcast before. 100%. Hopefully we can get some listeners back in, but that year that he was the first year he made the all-star game, I think 21 to 24% of all merchandise sold with 50 all-stars was, was, uh, was, uh, or maybe 30 all-stars was Shohei Otani. So you yeah. tell me, make a case for the fact that he just crushed his value. I want to hear it. I haven't heard a good one yet. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay. <laughs> he crushed his what value. What I for said one or year. what they said? <laughs> no, what they said. I think you're exactly right. You actually nailed it in, in several parts of that because the first year of that contract is going to be lower than maybe what it would have been if he was healthy because you're only going to pay him as a hitter. But at the same time, Otani's agent's going to roll in there and go, look, you're paying for the hitter this season. Guess what he is? He is an elite hitter. He is the best of the best left-handed hitter. He hits 40 home runs a year. So you're going to get 40 home runs. You're going to get 20 stolen bases. You're probably going to get 100-plus RBIs, depending on the lineup he goes into. So that is going to garner maybe 25 to 30-plus million dollars. So that's your first year of the contract. And then when he does come back and he is healthy with that right arm, and he's stronger than he was before he came in, he is going to go out there and get you another 15 to $20 million, and he'll be that $50 million guy probably per year once he gets healthy. But that's how that contract, I would imagine, is going to be very creative and very structured to the sense of when he's just DHing for the year, that's going to be the payment. When he's perfectly healthy and he's going to be in my starting rotation, giving me 20 to 25 starts along with the 40 home runs, he's going to get paid X amount of dollars. And the reason is because Tuttle nailed it. This dude is a marketing freaking machine. And 
We're just talking about selling tickets here in the States. We're just talking about selling jerseys here in the, at, at your ballpark. Guess what happens in Japan? Oh, yeah. He is going to be crushing the sales and the merch for Major League Baseball with whatever logo he has on the front of it. So you're going to get a cut of that too. This dude is global when you talk about marketing. So that's what Tuttle's talking about. The residuals on this dude are probably going to be as much as this contract that he's bringing in. That's the appeal. Yeah. No, I appreciate you supporting it. I just, I saw an article saying, well, you know, what's his value? I mean, I would pay, here's the other thing is Otani, take his numbers. If you do the, the, you know, they always do the blind taste test, like, you know, this many innings, this, I mean, Mm -hmm. he's, when he's healthy, he's a number two, like a one A or a one B, maybe two, even if he comes back and he's half the pitcher, but you're paying him and he's your three or four starter and he gets you 120 to 150 or 170 innings. And, or, you know, maybe you use him out of the bullpen some games, just bring him in to throw the eighth inning or the ninth inning because he does, he does get it up there. He runs it up mm-hmm. there pretty good. I mean, he, he is so valuable. Even just the threat of bringing him into the game is so valuable that, like you said, it's very short sighted, I think, if they don't. Um, if he doesn't achieve full value. And then I guess the follow-up to that would be, do you see him coming back to the Angels? Because that's something no. I haven't tapped into at all. Okay, there you go. Is no. that why he cleaned out his locker early? Like, <laughs> I didn't get Probably. That I mean, deal. he knows he's a free agent and he doesn't know what's going to happen. I mean, it'd be easy for him to move back in. But here, here's, uh, I, I mean, I know Artie Moreno's mercurial as it is. I mean, he's a polarizing mm-hmm. type guy. I think Perry Manazian is a very good GM. But at the same time, I am, I'm done with Otani. I'm trying to find a way. Anthony Rendon is another burned contract. I'd say Ugh. eat the contract, trade some of these guys. If Mike, I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if Mike Trout woke up after the World Series and said, I want to be traded. And if he does want that trade, trade him. It sucks. Get a haul back in return for him. Give away all the money. Rebuild this thing. Anaheim, Anaheim, Anaheim LA, whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> they, need, they need to regroup. And right now they've yeah. got so much money locked up in uh, a couple of players that I don't know that they'll be able to do that. I just say, burn it down, build it back up because they've got Ohapi who I like. They've got Neto in center or it's uh, shortstop, and uh, who is it? Uh, is it Monahan? I think it's Monahan uh, in center Gosh, field. I should know that they got him from yeah, yeah. Uh, they yeah they got him from uh, Philadelphia in that Brandon Marsh trade. That's but right. you've got some pieces oh, yeah, up Monahan. the middle. That you can work with, and just go and just say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna shed this payroll. We're gonna say these are our three young stars. We're gonna start drafting, trading, accruing, and developing, and we'll see what happens. Because right now they're just not doing themselves any favors, or their fans. No, that's a that's a really good point. I mean, maybe we should hire you as a GM somewhere. I mean, like you said, you probably know Perry Manassi. You're like, oh, I don't want that. Um, but you're right. <laughs> I went to a couple. I went to a couple games. Obviously, I saw you out here, and um. You know, the center fielder's good. Like you said, I mean, he was playing more than Trout was, obviously, because Trout's been hurt. So it's like, hey, you mm-hmm. get to actually watch this kid play. Like, he can play some defense. And so now there's, I mean, the Marlins seem to do this all the time, right? They burn it down. And then all of a sudden, you're <laughs> like, man, the Marlins are, they're pretty good. So I, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought. But I do, I, I agree with you. If Otani, which he probably will sign elsewhere, it'd be interesting to see because we've seen it with James Harden. We see it in basketball where these guys force their way out. I think yeah. it'd be really hard to hold on to a disgruntled trout. And like you said, that Rendon contract, ugh, Ooh, that has man, just yeah. been painful. It's been painful. And I like Anthony Rendon as a player. I, I think he's a good player, but you got to get on the field and you got to play. What a, 
what's the uh there's a saying about you know anyway there's a saying about being able to just be available half the time even at 80 percent, and be available and play all those games so yeah i think those i think those days are long gone there's just too much money and the agents get involved and say if you're not 100 percent, don't play kind of thing and yeah you know the training room used to be uh off limits but now it's just it's where guys hang out but uh yeah Yeah. i think that that's that's just my idea for the for the angels. No, I like yeah. it. I Moving like it. On. So this is a pretty good recap. We've been we've been gone a while. So the other big phenomenon uh, we talked a little bit about fantasy football, but is Coach Prime. And I will tell you, I started following Coach Prime on uh, on Instagram. I love it. I mean, yeah. dude, I'm all in. I'm I've I've never been to church in the South, you know. Yep. But that guy's dude. He's a preacher, and I will say it's funny what you can make men do, or if you lead men correctly, what they can accomplish. I mean, there's 100%. a little fanfare around it and a little hype and a little buzz but anybody that thinks that he's not a good i mean i guess it depends on your definition of coach but that Mm -hmm. thinks he's not a good leader i think is sorely mistaken and that's been i mean i watched the colorado game in overtime the colorado colorado state game till we were talking about bedtime earlier i stayed up past my bedtime (laughs) and i watched that overtime game that was incredible and it's just i don't know I would like to see them. I don't think they're going to beat Oregon this week, but I'd like to see them give them a run. I would take I would take Colorado plus twenty one or whatever the points are. I mean, it's going to be yeah, until they start too. showing that they can't compete. I, what's What's the buzz been like down there? Right, this is national buzz. It's been oh, crazy. Dude, it's incredible. No, I mean, how yeah. do you not talk about it? I, I'm right. I'm with you though. I mean, I'm sold on the motivation. This guy. I don't know what books he's reading or where he came up with some of this jargon that he comes up with. But man, dude, it <laughs> is money because he says stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm using that. Dude, I'm using yeah. that. You know, I mean, it makes sense. And how about the fact that you know it's going to suck too against Oregon? They're going to be uh, down a player because Hunter, uh, that yeah. two way star they have, is not going to be playing. But how about the fact that that poor kid, not the poor kid, the kid who cheap shot at him, stayed in yeah. the game. And we could talk about targeting and how that kid didn't yeah, get yeah, ejected. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things yeah, behind yeah. that. But that's where I was kind of curious. You know, how is Coach Prime going to be able to handle that situation? And he came out and he forgave the kid. He convinced his sons to convince uh, to forgive that kid, his team, yep. and even uh, you know I can't remember Hunter's first name, so I apologize for that. But yep. even the even the kid who got hit and is Travis lot, Travis Hunter, you know, lacerated, you know, got kidney or whatever he had liver, right. you know, is in the hospital and goes, man, it's all right. You know, I get it. I forgive him too. I mean, the the way he handled that. Yeah, and deflected a lot of that negative energy on that on that young man who who made that hit was amazing, and I think that kind of spoke more to what Coach Prime is trying to do. And I love the fact that he's developing these guys just to go out there and compete and not take you know mediocrity for uh, for what should be. He wants them to excel, and he kind of said that in the preseason. If I can get you to overachieve, we are going to be a better team. And why wouldn't you want to overachieve for a guy who believes in you as much as he does? And that's where I think that he kind of separates himself. Is he be- he truly believes in these guys, and you want to go play for somebody like that? Yeah, you know the believe it mantra. You know, I would say that one of the <laughs> themes for this whole uh, podcast is that we've always talked about like how baseball and how sports molded us for life. Mm-hmm. And I do think what you said is correct about. But the, the um, I watched the snippet of him on sixty minutes as well. I mean, I really just you know, like everybody else, I got swept up into this, and I, I was watching on YouTube his little uh, his little bit on uh, on sixty minutes, and he said. He said something really interesting about the guys that left. Remember, they were criticizing the way he's yeah. used the portal, the transfer portal. And he basically showed up and said, look, you guys are going to have to earn your position. You guys were 1-15 last year, 1-11 or whatever they were. And he's like, 
and he and you know he took a lot of heat for that like you're basically taking these 18 19 year old college kids and like scooching them out he's like look no i want to be successful i want to raise successful men if you this i mean this is something i want to i tell my kids either this is what we said like you're the third string quarterback you didn't make the team like and you transfer out like i'm getting out like adversity is what makes you Mm-hmm. If Coach Prime came in and said, look, you're part of a 1-11 team, but you believe in yourself and you know that you're good, you could have stuck around and made the team, which some guys yeah. did. Most guys went, oh, Coach Prime's here. I'm out of here. And I think that says more about him. So he he had taken a lot of heat for basically kicking these guys out. And he said, look, I didn't kick them out. I told them what the expectations were, yeah. and most of them left. If you really believed in what I was saying, then you would have stayed, and you would have toughed it out. And we've talked about like Navy SEAL stuff before and, and mm-hmm. you know, successful mentality um, or you know, positive energy, all of that stuff. And some of the guys did stick around, and they're reaping the benefits. But I do think it's a really good lesson for, you know, hopefully for college kids and young kids to understand that, the difference between one and eleven and three and zero oh is not that far. It's just mm-hmm. your mindset, and the mindset can go a long way anyway. So it's been phenomenal to watch. I, I think it's going to be a must see, kind of must watch all year long. And I just really enjoy his. Uh, oh, there's Alfred. Do you hear? Him? Yep, Alfred's l- yep. doing well. That's the siren. There's a siren <laughs> driving by, and he does the little howl. That's, That's good. so hilarious. Anyway, I but it. I I think it'll be must watch TV all year, regardless of what they. And I mean, even if they end the year like five and seven or something like that, I mm-hmm. still think. Oh yeah. The message has been sent, and I think guys are going to want to go play. This is going to turn into what Oregon did when Chip Kelly went up there and had the Nike deal. You know. Yep. No, it'll be interesting. Alfred's all in. I love it. Well, that's good stuff. It's good to be back. Uh, hopefully, we will be a little more consistent, even if it's just you and I talking. I'm down for that. Um, it's yeah, good I'm to see your beautiful that. face and hear your beautiful voice. Uh, I'm glad everything's going well, and good luck with the move uh, coming yeah. up with uh, your son and going to school. You're going to go from three to two, and then, like mm-hmm. you said, in about, what, three or four years, you're going to be down to zero which will yeah. be pretty wild, but uh, yeah. all's good in the bleachers, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah, Blummer, really good to see you, bud. And uh, I know you're uh, on pins and needles about the Astros making the playoffs, but hopefully we'll get to see you here soon as the <laughs> as the season ends. So yeah. glad glad everything's going well, and make sure Corey gets her naps in, and you guys get some more reservations. I'll, I'll finish with this. My son, I told we went out for something anniversary or birthday for someone, and. Uh, my son's like, oh, you went to that place? He goes, that's expensive. And I was like, uh, not when we don't take the three of you guys. It's not. Yep. It's very, very affordable and very respectable. Thank you for thank you for being concerned, though. Yes. And, <laughs> and when I've made all this money that I can finally spend on myself, it's worth it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there that's go. a good call. Yeah. No, now it's, yeah, dude, yeah, the dinner bills and the, how about the, wait until you see what your, your uh, pantry looks like and your fridge. It's yeah, unbelievable buddy. how much space you get back. Oh, my That's gosh. <laughs> and uh, the only time I come upstairs is to do an interview or record a podcast. And uh, nice. other than that, the upstairs has been completely dormant. But we appreciate everybody being in the bleachers. We're going to get back at you. Obviously, we appreciate all the military veterans and currently serving. But we wish you all the best. And as we say, get after it and believe it. Believe it. Good to be back. I got married when I was 23, which is young enough. All my friends were like, you know, if you do this, you only get to have sex with one woman for the rest of your life. I was like, yeah, I know. 
that's better than the nobody I was working with before. <laughs> that's why I hit the buy a now button. I panicked a little bit. 